Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. How do you handle a situation where a customer is expecting you to fix a vehicle that's beyond repair? What do you do about a vehicle that's gone from bad to worse while in your care? Do you fix it at any cost in the hope of salvaging your reputation, or do you turn it over hoping the customer understands? And what if they don't? In this episode recorded live at ASTE 2022, Lucas and I are joined by Brian Pollock, a contributor to ScannerDanner.com, as well as Greg Buckley of Buckley's Auto Care, a shop in Wilmington, Delaware that's been in business for 56 years. We talk about these situations, one of which was happening to me while we were at ASTE. Before we get started, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player, and check out our new content on YouTube. And now... Here we go. I'm here with Paul Danner, so like getting oh, out yeah. of the bar is a 45-minute project. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. It's fun to see him sweat it out a little bit. He, him, and I were so hungry, and uh, it's like it's like eleven thirty ish at night, right? Yeah. And we're we're walking out of that bar, and nothing's open. He's nothing. on the phone. He's like, nothing's open, nothing's open. I'm like, that McDonald's over there. I go, there's a car in the drive through. Lights are on. It's open. So we walk across the parking lot, McDonald's, and uh, we we get there, and the dining room's closed. We've walked there, but the drive through's open for another like half hour. So him and I are in front of the drive-thru speaker, like trying to trigger the sensor to let the lady know. <laughs> like there. we're jumping on the pavement. We're like, and then we had to walk back and get my truck. And I'll get out of it, really. <laughs> oh, so you got to finish telling the story there. So so we walk back and we walk back and get my truck and we get in the truck and we drive over there and I've got a diesel so I got to shut the thing off and the lady's annoyed because like by the time we walk all the way back because we can't walk down the hill because I found out about that the night before. <laughs> and, so we have to walk out and around. We get in my truck. We get there, and the lady's irritated because she can't hear us because I got this diesel running the drive-thru. Right. So I've shut the thing off. So she's irritated. It's like 1157. <laughs> they close at midnight. She's irritated. So we pull up to the window, and you can tell she's irritated. So Paul gets his company car out, like pays, pays for make too much McDonald's. Like we're both fat enough. We don't need it, especially <laughs> me. And, uh, so the lady's irritated, so he's like, hurry up, hurry up, give her this. He has me 20 bucks. We give her 20 bucks. This girl just about starts crying. Like, really? Like, he made her day, right? And he drives the next window. He's like, I'm going to do the same thing for this lady. He's like, right now, he's like digging. He's like trying to get his wallet back out. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, oh, that's, man, that's great. And he's like, he's like, yeah. you know what? He's like, I could never touch a car again. And if I can just make a couple people a day smile, he's like, I'm happy. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good. Uh, I, you know, and, and we, we've talked about that. Uh, it was... Uh, 
let's see, who was it? It was Mark Perkins the other day. And, and he was talking about the mastermind mm-hmm. group, right? And he said, like, everybody always asks, him, why are you guys doing this? What, what's the point of doing this? And he's like, I, I really like helping people. Yeah. I really like seeing yeah, that's, people that's who are struggling feel like better, just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah. Right? I'll give yeah. it back, you know, yeah. in any way possible. That's even the little things. So, so tell me about your uh, Ford truck this morning. I don't want to talk about it. Let's I don't know what to do. Oh, did you get a nice customer call? Yeah. Mm. No, no. This guy's text bombing the shop. <clears throat> well, uh, share the story. I want to hear it. What's that? I want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I need to. I need to figure out a solution. That's what I need. Okay. Well, look, you can you can ask Buckley about the shop owner side. You can ask Brian about the truck side. <laughs> I just, you, I, I'm the tech. I just tell the shop owner to write the check, fix the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I could write a check to fix this problem, I would. No, you can. The money might not be there, but you can. Uh, there, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'd probably just write a check just to make it go away. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you buy the truck. Money. What's that? He named the truck. What he name? Truck's got a name. Oh yeah, the that'd be tough. Yeah, Wendy. Whitey. 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 Yeah, my truck's got a name. That would be tough. Like, if somebody's like, I messed your truck up, I'm like, you're going to have to fix Delilah. I don't want to tell you, bro. <laughs> it's on my phone. My, my Ford app knows my the truck dude, is Delilah. The dude is in love yeah. with this truck. Okay. What year is it? <laughs> clapped out year. Year <laughs> clapped out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's old. But, you know, like, what what do you do? Like, I, didn't, I don't know if we have enough time to fix it. And even if we figure out what's wrong with it, which I have no idea what's wrong with it, even if we... Figure out what's wrong with it. Like the guy's on a time crunch, mm, and good. he's in one of my loaners. But it's not. He's like, this isn't working. Well, and and you know, so here we are. We we come to a show, mm-hmm. right? And like we leave our shops, and yeah. and if you close, this is something that you you, you know we always talk about closing your shop and going to training, right? I think it's important to do that. But this is a consequence of doing that, especially when you've got that one car. And sometimes you're going to have that one car that just didn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be able to yeah. get it out. So tell the story. No, that's it. I got this truck sitting in the shop. And I don't know what's wrong with it. It's <laughs> too much time and money into it. <laughs> it catches on fire. It didn't catch on fire. There, I thought it caught on fire. It didn't. It only caught on fire-ish. Because fire ish and regular fire is actually the same the, thing. The, the muffler got cherry red. Somebody, somebody looked underneath the truck and saw something. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Red gotcha they, okay. They said it was fire. I mean, the guy thinks it's fire, but no, it was just the spark plug wires melted. That's what it was. Hmm. Yeah. And so now it doesn't run. It runs very poorly. What was it running poorly when it came in? Uh, it it was, but now when I left the first time, when I when I left, it was running the nines. You know who I'm going to blame? Who are you going to blame? Napa. <laughs> Do you know why? Because Buckley's the, sitting there. What's that? Because Buckley's for Napa. You don't no, work for no. Napa. There you go. See, the, those the I use those. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now, and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Belden spark plug wires. I've never had a problem with them. I mean, we don't do a lot of spark plug wires, but the few times that I've used those Belden spark plug wires, I haven't had an issue. Why did you buy Motorcraft ones? 
I don't think they were available. This thing's old, dude. Like, the, like an like a like, like what? A, like a ninety nine? No, ninety. It's a ninety seven F two fifty. Oh, okay. okay. HD. I, I got you. I got you. I old got you. square body style with, with a five point eight. Yeah, five point eight. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it was, I got, you. I got it was you now. I got you. Now. Standard Pro Series or Belden. I've always had good luck with the Beldens, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, just yeah. order the Beldens. So we get them shipped in. They melted. They melted onto the like the the. They melted. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why. They, they were the stock factory. Like, this thing hasn't been modified. doesn't have headers or anything like that. It was just the old spark plug wires weren't melted. They, they melted. Old. They melted around the, the manifold. exhaust manifold. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. But they weren't touching. They're just like, like they where they're touching. on the spark plug, they melted. So it they sounds like that was plug. the and result of something, not the cause of something. I don't know. The, the spark plug wires were And the not. muffler was red. The spark plug wires were not clipping onto the spark plug securely. Well, of course, and they didn't buy motorcraft. They didn't notice. <laughs> they didn't notice that it was. That I'm it sorry. Did I'll, stop, I'll stop clip that. on <laughs> all the way. But that was on the second set that we ordered. Because you know when we saw the spark plug wires that had been sure that had melted. Yeah, that's we ordered the another replacement you. set. Yeah, and we ordered them. They came in, and they're telling me they're like, "Hey, we're trying to replace these spark plug wires. It is not clipping." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not clipping? Mm-hmm. Either on or it's not. Yeah. They're like, it is not. Like we push on it, it clips, and then it feels like it's it can pop right off. I had some of those do that, and I don't think it was Belton's. I think it was another brand. But we yeah, had a situation yeah, where they just would not clip on. Yeah. Typically, cheaper wires. Like that's what you deal with. So like, if the boot's not quite right, it's not the right material. The length of the wire's a little off. The little clips just don't clip in nicely but mm-hmm. like i said i've used these belden wires before i've never right. had an issue yeah i've used belden and i've never had a problem exactly. that i can remember you know and so we, we couldn't get them to clip in so i ordered pro series by standard which they should be clip good in. They, I mean, should be should good. be but hmm. i mean they clip in just fine but at this point this thing has ran raw fuel the entire time that's what got the muffler sure right now was just nothing but 5.8 liter fuel amount in the muffler just heating up. Yeah, baby. And so, uh, yeah, this thing runs like did straight you, dog doo doo. Did you write uh, an apology letter to the cat? The, oh, those, the, <laughs> that's cute. There is no cat on the oh, 97 F250 give some kibbles. HD. That cat's been long gone, yeah. dear. <laughs> Somebody else already blew that out. Huh? That, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, all he's, not in, he's not in New York, man. <laughs> It's not that kind of situation. Oh, right. oh gotcha. <laughs> they, everything was rusted off of this truck from that from the manifolds back. It like rusted off. There were pieces hanging still on there with bailing wire and, and he he's like, Can can you do something on the exhaust? Can you just patch it up or something? Like we, and yeah. people don't understand. Yeah, that. I can patch it's it up all, with brand new parts, no problem. Okay, so that's what we did. <laughs> it's called the truck. They don't, yeah, no, right? they they don't make F two fifty HD five point eight liter yeah, 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 yeah. OBD one slash OBD two hybrid year like yeah. exhaust parts. They don't make them anymore. Sure. So I ordered F three fifty parts and made them work. Just and yeah. Then, wow. We we yeah, the, the problem the biggest cut and issue rotate is and it all goes yeah, yeah. Yep, sure. What's that? You cut and rotate and mess around and yeah, eventually little, you can get it all. Of that. Yep. But the the, pro- the biggest issue was the drivability initially when it showed up is that somebody had the the where the oxygen sensor goes cuz at this point this truck mm-hmm. only has one oxygen sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it was all rusted off. And so it has these two Y pipe or two down pipes from the manifold that mm-hmm. then meet at a section, that's where the exhaust manifold or the oxygen, oxygen sensor, sensor goes, goes yeah. in. And then it bolts onto the this $2,000 catalytic <laughs> converter, this monstrosity of a catalytic converter. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Bazooka. Yeah. And, yeah. and this thing's enormous. And this thing doesn't have exhaust manifold, whatever, right? So I order F350 downpipes, got them shipped in from Timbuktu, waited mm-hmm. a week for them. And I'm like, this is what you got. Make it work. And they did. They made it work. And they put sure. the exhaust, the oxygen sensor. Like I said, sure. it left. Yeah. We put a collector on the backside of it mm-hmm. into a muffler, into the, the last piece of exhaust that was actually still on the truck mm. that was usable. And out the door it went. Sure. And yep. that's what caught on fire. Or supposedly caught on fire. It but it was it running fine. It was running great. When it left. The the spark plug wires melted, dumped raw fuel into the Why, exhaust. Why'd you put spark plug wires on? Just doing a tune up or whatever. That's all it needed. That's all. That's when it came in. It well, we did some other work to it because okay. the thing was unsafe. 
but we fixed like the steering coupler, we fixed the brakes and the wheel bearings. We cobbled together an exhaust for him just at his request. I ate all of the exhaust because at this point he had a budget. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we're just gonna we're gonna do something for him just and then out the door he goes. And um and it was yeah, it was running great. And had the spark plug wires not melted, uh, we wouldn't be but it, like as soon as that happened, he calls me. I think it was on the phone with you or something. Um, and we towed the truck back. The muffler had collapsed in on itself. Because like, it got so hot. Up. Yeah, it shriveled up. Because you took that O2 sensor out and put it back in, and now no, it's wrong. And no, now no, it's we dumping put the, fuel into the truck. Yeah, it's dumping yeah. fuel into the truck. Yeah. But the, the spark plug wires had melted. Nobody's been here before. There was no spark. Okay, gotcha. Like, because the spark plug wires had melted. Yeah. I saw so that by just we not working, working on anything yeah, lesser than two thousand. Or what? Yeah, what you you're not working on anything early older than two thousand. I've had my fill of it now. I, I, you know, down the second shop, the first shop. Number one, we don't get that much of it up there, right? But down, okay, down south, um, there's a ton of them. And you know, a guy rolls up in an eighty-five F one hundred and fifty, lifts it, you know, and uh, the floorboards mm-hmm. rot it, and he wants us to do electric work. I looked at it and I go, no. I just said no. <laughs> you know, I don't have time. You need, you know, what we find is that these are people's pet projects, and and I'm not a shop to get into pet projects. And right. They don't want to get in there. They don't want to go to a true resto shop. Yeah. Where, right. And you know, and spend well, the money and the time. So I don't think they realize they need a restoration shop. They do. And I mean, honestly, like I, I should have, I should have, if we follow. I have, you have rules. Yeah. Yeah. I have a 99 and older rule. Right. So everybody in the shop's looking at me going, Why? you took this project yeah. in. And yeah. I'm like, I know, let's just, let's just fix it. And I feel bad for the guy too. He's a nice guy. He really yeah. is. But now he's getting irritated right. because mm-hmm. we've had his truck now for a month right. between the leaving the first time. And, and I mean, it's out of my show because I have to order these exhaust parts. Yeah. Right. The, this right. downpipe that I couldn't find that I finally found something that would work that had to be shipped in. Like a week. Yeah. Wait, wait time. Yeah. The first order got canceled. We wait for the second order. Like, I had to switch vendors, and I go, yeah, here's I, the exhaust piece I need. And then it shows up. Anyway, he leaves, and now it comes back. And we put him in our loaner vehicle, but he needs his truck. And this was his daily driver. This isn't like, a, uh, this is something I drive on the weekend or just when I'm bored. This is yeah. his daily driver. And he's been a customer for a while, right? He's been a customer in the past. I mean, so that's that's where it gets difficult. Like a three, so like, four year customer. So like what I got here, I just, I'm just going to bring this up. I got this message yesterday because I get messages all the time, and guy goes, 2000 Chevy, 6.5 diesel. Is that something you would work on?" And I, he's not a customer, so it's really easy for me to like tell him like, unless it's a green puff, like don't bother. Right. right. And that's literally what I said. I said, it all depends on the vehicle. If somebody has been trying to fix this thing for eight months, probably not. But if it's kind of a cream puff for 22 years old, I'd be happy to have you drop it off and we can go over it. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, and, and, and like, so many and of those. 2000. I'm like, right. So many of those, right. I'm, I'm just avoiding like a six, five or a, a you know, a six, nine or the early seven, three. You can't buy parts and the, the engineers can put them together. Right. So, right. Right. What, what chance you got? Well, so you know, Buckley. Yeah, I'm just a stupid grease monkey. I can't freaking. <laughs> I can't outsmart like what these guys did. Like, Buckley, my do, question man? for you is this: Don't make it too hard. It's too early. <laughs> You've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Do you still feel that? Do you when when that happens in your shop? Right. You oh. you can see how David feels about oh, it. Oh yeah, I, and it, I feel for him. Oh, right? it's I personal. Feel, it's personal. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you still feel that? Does that ever get better? Does that ever? No, no I don't. No, we, we, well, we, I quit then. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just attacking. I like get wound up if something's going wrong. Oh, somebody. Man, we, and I'm it, like the first person to be like, I don't care. I drive a brand new truck, so I don't have these problems. These are your problems. But like, I wouldn't a good customer. Yeah. And like, especially when you've already touched it and something yeah. goes wrong, like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like um, not even like I get I like, that I own this like, truck. This yeah, like I, I was making fun of you, but like, I, like I'm tracking, like, it's. It's relatively upsetting, especially like when you're not there. Like I, I could, you know, like you can't, my, like you can't, like I feel better it about it. The problem is, I, I shut the shop down. Yeah, yeah, so that, my, that's what my I mean. Crew's here. Yeah, but like you can't even help the, you can't I, even I can't like do tell the guy, the guy like drop it off, and I will. Well, make it a priority, or, yeah, or whatever. Or yeah. I've made it a priority. We still don't know what's wrong with it. Yeah, right. And my, my text like. 
He's like, man, I, I ran out of time. I was trying to do insulin because I think there's something wrong with the exhaust valves. Like, you know, it's an old truck. You just overheated the entire exhaust. What do you think probably happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, the exhaust valves probably cracked. And so I'm like, I would rather just want to know, and then I can game plan around it. Like, once I know, like, okay, let's come up with a plan here. Like, how fast can I get heads? How quickly can I do this? What's the conversation I'm going to have with the customer? Like, I can come whoa, up with whoa, a plan Whoa, here. whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. How fast that, can you get a motor put in it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, who's going to sell me a 5.8 liter boat anchor? Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Want me to find you one? Shelby Dameron. Hold on. Jazz were still building, rebuilding them. Yeah. They'll do a 5.8. Ah, I know, but, you know. Right, right. So. We, <laughs> I, will, I will happily install a Jasper engine. The big old we're smile. Gonna, we're going to get a motor dinner. Yeah. What's that? Uh, they're a great company. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to mind real quick. That's all. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Well, and, They've and, been very great on tech support. Um, I've had some very spirited conversations with yeah. them and they receive them well and have sent me new units they're very yeah eager when persuaded to take care of things <laughs> <laughs> so you know you mentioned something though right and i'm bad for this is that that i'll give my team bounds right i'll create a structure that says hey we're not going to take this on we're not going to do that extended warranty we're not going to deal with this kind of vehicle we're not going to work on that we're not going to do this but then someone calls, and yeah. out of emotion, yeah. I respond yeah, yeah, yeah. and take it. We do the same. We do the same thing. Yeah. And so yeah. we yeah. undermine our own rules, our own rules, and put ourselves back in yeah. the same suit. Yeah, exactly. And, and, right. and you yeah. know, I, I, I have learned something about myself. I will give, you know, and, and, and it, it wasn't so much with the technicians as it was the service advisor role. I have learned that I will give myself permission to make the mistakes that I will not give them permission to make. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. Like I will say like, Hey, it is not okay for you to do that. I'll be mad as the devil if you do it. It's, but it's not their I money. It, it's not their money. Well, I mean, that makes a difference. My house, my rules. House rules. House rules. It's your name on the damn door, huh? It's my name on the damn door. If I make the mistake, it's on me. Right. I would have preferred not to have made that mistake and listen <laughs> to my. Does anybody ever walk up to you and like just set the wrenches on your keyboard? Then <laughs> that's that's my favorite move when we're breaking the rules. Yeah, there you go. Here you go, Jim. Here you go. You want to do it this way? You want to do it? You want to do it? fix this car? You want to do it, buddy? You want to do it Jim's way, not Brian's way? I don't think anybody's ever gotten cute like that. Yeah, here's the wrenches. Especially if I'm super irritated and I'm like, I'll take that paycheck too. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm. I'm an instigator, man. I'm like, oh, geez. here's here's the wrenches. So how you know? I don't think you really have rules in your shop, do you? I everybody's got rules. I I am. I, my attitude is a product of being able to do pretty much whatever I want to. We have some rules in our shop, but I don't. Know, it's like the same thing. Like you're talking about. Like we're like we're not working on any old Corvettes. And like right. Mr. Johnson calls, who owns a farm, and he's bringing us freaking sixty grand a year worth of service work on new Duramaxes, and you're like, right? Mm, yeah, we'll do your OptiSpark, we'll do this, we'll do that, you know, whatever, and it, and it works out. But yeah, we're not we're not crazy on we have procedure like we have safety procedure like like hand torquing wheel so on and so forth with actual surf, but like we're not really good on having a defined set of rules. Right. So we're like the wild wet. We're like a bunch of cowboys. We just kind of <laughs> like, it, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. Me and me and my boss, my, my boss who isn't super mechanical and doesn't bang on a ton of where, I mean, he's an amputee. He's like missing half his leg and stuff like that. I mean, we, we went from dirt floor farm shop to three shops and a bunch of guys in 12 years. I mean, we, it, it works, but you see that we've worked harder than we've needed to. Right. Yeah. 100%. If we had some rules like what, what gets talked about in these groups and stuff, I'm like, you know, you start to realize that. You're like, man, we could like not do 87 cars a day. Right. You know, we well, just- we've talked about the numbers a little bit. Do you remember what the numbers were off the top of your head? No, I, I don't. It was, it's not. You, it's you not impressive. The ARO numbers are not impressive. You remember the hours per hour, though? I want Buckley to hear the hours per oh, hour. Oh, hours per hour was like 
it, it was low. It was like 2.1 or something. It was low. And, and how many cars you work on a day in, in the big shop? Oh, yeah. It's freaking uh, 38, 40 cars a day sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I, I think the thing that, that we often feel as owners is that the technicians are unwilling to receive those rules and those processes and those new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting to see this from the other side because Brian's going back and saying, Hey, we should probably do the 300% rule. And they're like, yeah, we don't have time for that. Right. Right. And so seeing this from the other side now is pretty interesting. There's a lot of technicians like, I don't want to do an evaluation. That's a lot of work. I shouldn't have to do that. I don't want to have to, you know, why are we not? I'm service writing on my boss went on vacation. I service wrote all my own jobs. I like, I like tripled the ARO. Right. There you go. Yeah. And then he gets back and he's like, well, I guess that does work. I mean, he's stubborn. He's old school. He grew up on a farm. He, you know, I, I mean, we all did where I'm from. Everybody farmed, right? But uh, it's definitely been interesting, the change that I saw while he was on vacation. I'm like, you know, all of a sudden, every ticket's like, the, people, the people want their stuff fixed. They don't. Yeah, they want to fix. You most them of them it. don't even, they yeah. don't care what you're charging per hour. Some right. of them don't even care what the bill is. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, they don't want to come back. Well, golden wires and hold up. <laughs> that guy doesn't are, you come sure, back. are you sure it didn't have a fuel trim problem that got the exhaust hot that melted the wires, David? After you took um, the O2 sensor out and the O2 sensor flatlined and it ran riches all We put the O2 sensor back in. It wasn't even hooked up. That's why I bought the downpipes. I bought the downpipes. So Did we you hook the O2 the, up? Yeah. So you took an O2 that wasn't hooked up and you hooked, and it, hooked up. it up. And then did anybody look at the fuel trims after they hooked it up? David, uh, David DLC I just did your, not work. I just fixed your truck, David. DLC was, uh, was Go destroyed. get a Motorcraft O2 sensor and Motorcraft wires. <laughs> I think I just fixed your truck, David. Yeah, I want to wait a week and a half to somebody, get Motorcraft wires. Somebody unhooked the O2 for a reason. Yeah. 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 No, they unhooked it because it had rusted out. Oh. The the place where the, yeah. the oxygen sensor had yeah. bolted yeah. in, like it had busted see, out. You see, the difference between me and most people is, is I've already made all these mistakes. <laughs> I've already screwed this up. I screwed up by taking this truck on. Yeah. I should have said no. Yeah. So I'm look, I'm really sorry. Should have left that O2 sensor but I mean, unhooked. How, how do you, Buckley? Once you're in that situation, how do you get back out of it? Like, what do you do next? Well, you got to first off, you got to you know empathize with the client. You got to calm them down. You got to put a game plan together and just you know stand up and go, okay, we got to make it right. And um, that's that's probably the I, I, that's the easiest part emotionally. You know, right. it's just you know go go to action, get to get to, sure. get things moving. You know, but the uh, the emotion lingers on and on and on. It, it doesn't leave. I mean, you know. Um, we're so prideful of what we do and we hate mistakes and we hate to be wrong. And we, all that together, we just don't want you to feel bad. We won't, you know, we have such a, a lingering reputation because the first thing that comes to mind is that, that did that client honestly believe we, we had an error or something out of our control Let's say a part did not work right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, is that a fault of us or, you go back to, well, you ripped me off. You didn't fix it right. Uh, right. You know, and then yeah. that really That's compounds garbage. though. You know, you're, you got to get over top of that level, you know, and, and have a, a realization. You have to make them realize that, look, this is just, and it, it's, it happened. You know, either the part yeah. failed or maybe we did error. You know, I mean, no one's perfect, but what always strikes me would they, they happily go back to a doctor that didn't fix the cold the first time and go, yeah. well, gee, yeah. doc, I still feel bad. And, uh, you know, what do you got for me today? For years. Exactly. And they'll go. Yeah. For well, years. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. Years. It, you know, even but the, they, they hold us to a completely different standard. Because they're just unaware. They're unknowledgeable. And I've always said this is that we are not a subsidized industry. We don't have health care for cars unless you have, right. of course, some kind of warranty. But even still, you know, you're mostly out of pocket for everything. So it's pain. It is painful when you get to these extensive uh, situations and the, you know, elevated repair orders. Right. Now, it has gotten easier because of the market conditions where, yeah, our AROs are, I mean, we're hitting seven, $800 in yeah. some weeks. Yeah. And people are reinvesting and putting back into it. Uh, and, and and that's good, but you know at the same time, y- you could write like a five thousand dollar ticket, 
and every element of that ticket has to be correct. So yeah. that's more points of failure. You know, something could yeah, go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so you know you writing, are writing a certain job. That writing you've never a certain done job. Before, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you, you know, were talking about the truck, and I had I got two emails, uh, two text messages. One of them, a gentleman came in, told me he needed hubs. Now, on our digital inspection, we did report a heavy road noise, but we also indicated that he need tires. The tires were as flat as this table. Right. 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 So he's getting a lot of road noise. It's very harsh driving. So we would tell him, but he came in and said, no, I want, I want, I want you to do the hubs. Well, okay. Uh, we, we indicated that there was a, a slight noise coming out of the right rear. We you know, put the ears on it. We could hear it. So, okay, fine. And I said, well, we've got to do two. I recommend two. Right. So it was a... a GTI, what was it? GTI, it was a, it was a, oh, and it was a Volkswagen. And so uh, we, we we got the OE bearings, you know, and we popped them on, and and the noise was quieter, but it wasn't quiet. Right, right. So Still we had to go back square tires. Square on. tires. Yeah, sure. I said, yep. you yep. need. Oh, I think I can get another five, six thousand miles. Okay, okay, you know. And uh, the other one just came in, shop number one, and I read it, two hundred thousand mile Volvo. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's about, you got to say that. That's like that's like the only rule we would. Follow. And <laughs> so like, we're not anti-euro. Like, I'll, no, I'll, pro, I'll no. code a fuel pump control module on a Benz, but right. you can take your listen. I've been on tech support with Volvo Vita yeah. trying to flash a body control module, uh, and then the customer didn't take it to the body shop and fix the water leak, and then they're like, "It's broke the same way. It's leaking right. and leaked on my body control module again." It's like Cause you didn't take it to the body shop, get your water leak fixed. Blah 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 blah. Right. I'm done. I can't. I can't do it. Yes, we. Well, I I looked at the RO this morning, and um, I reviewed all the procedures. Were good, except it was in for an overheat. And I said they checked everything out. The fan was working. One other thing, they they noticed that they have a slight uh, leak around the water pump. She declined the pump, the timing belt, and whatever. And she goes, "Well, it didn't make out of it didn't make it out of Wilmington." And I said, you know, I didn't see block check, you know, no cooling system analysis, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is the first step I always try to say. We were talking about rules earlier, you know, and, and, and this is the first thing. I go, guys, anything over 150000 that comes in with any kind of a problem, performance, work, yeah. block check it. Just, yeah. Yeah. just check it real quick to see what we got. And I don't see that on the report. So my guys are here. So the tech is here to work on it. I got I to gotta go back and go, okay, what, what, what happened here? Because... Yeah. Now We've you got them blow with less than 150. We we had a Ford Fusion, I think maybe at 60,000 miles, yeah. blown head gasket. Sure, yeah, that's if you overheated it once, right? And that's all yeah, it took. Yeah, yeah. Some of them won't take it. They won't take yeah. it. Yeah, yep. no, And so, true. like, yeah, if if they 100%. if they say at all it's gotten hot, right. that's immediately like, hey, yeah. this was part of our process. We're gonna right. find the coolant leak, mm-hmm. but also we're going to check. Right, and you got to have right, you got to have it on a ticket, block check. You know, mm-hmm. and and we explain yeah. what we do. You know, it's a chemical analysis. And, you know, we, we, we start from there. If that comes up clean, then we go second. Then you get the relative compression and then, you know, most of verify. These, most of these newer ones I've been seeing, you can stick your nose in the coolant yeah, bottle. Yeah, absolutely. And smell yeah. it. Yes, you can. I mean, and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't block it. Like, like if I don't, you know, I, I do that. And then obviously the next step is to block check it yeah. if, but like there's a lot I don't block check. I pull the cap up. I smell the cap. I'm like, I'm sitting there. It's bad, yeah. Dumb. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah smell test. I don't know that I like this. Man, it's that's it's, hard to take a picture I'm, of. I'm dialed well, in. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I'm dialed in. Highly yeah. calibrated. We do. We do. Highly uh, calibrated. I am the machine. <laughs> we, we don't do the chemical. The chemical test is like it's mm. it, it's too inconclusive at it times. It, at times, well, it, it, it honestly, I think is. it's it's too easy to have like if it's the winter time, everything's like all closed up, yeah. and then you're like. There's certain uh, that gases. chemicals been sitting there for a little bit, and then it turns kind of green, and you're like, eh. yeah, yeah. There's so a lot of the, inconclusive tests, and yeah, we and do the pulse sensor in the with the relative compression, sure, and see if sure. it builds sure. pressure up, sure, uh, and and that will work. And I, it doesn't work with some diesels, right? It certainly I've, does not. I've noticed no, that. Not diesels. Times. We don't touch yeah. those, right? And, and why that. not? And what's that? Why not? We, we don't do enough. Why are you? Like, you I don't there, know. Oh, is their electricity and, different than mm-hmm. like a Chevy Cavalier? No, electricity the, the repair process to do it properly involves is, a lot involves of dollars. A lot of phone calls to Lucas, <laughs> and so it involves it, a lot of dollars. Me, like looking at a past service, yeah, it's a lot of dollars. But you know, it's also like a week and a half of straight working on oh, that truck, and oh. like 
I, I'm just not you set do, up for you that. Do, prefer you to do, do a couple of them suckers. You'd be doing $10,000 jobs in a day. You'll have, yeah. you have cab up by yep, coffee break, and that thing will be out of the shop by dinner time. Yeah, yeah. Really I mean, there, there's at our second shop, there's a lot of diesel opportunities. It's just that we're not geared up for it. We have the property size, which is yeah. just crazy, but so, um, yeah. we just don't have the, so, the talent isn't there yet. What, What's been interesting with working with Paul Danner is I, I shoot yeah. I shoot all his diesel content for his premium website. Okay. And like as we've gone on and have these conversations, he's like, Well, I don't have any diesel content. I don't do diesels, you know. And he's like like eventually he's like, These are not No. It's like no. this isn't any different. Mm-hmm. Like what no. like what's what's so special about this? I'm like, absolutely nothing. Right. If you like, can do GDI. Right. right, like you can do GDI, you can do common rail. I mean, it's that yeah. simple. Some some of the old Huey engines were a little complex, right? Like, and, and you just had to know the intricacies and and knew how to do it, an air and test. As, and as complex as they were, a lot of times the diagnostic process super was a simple. lot easier. Super simple. The only like one that I had diagnostic from the yeah. scan tool. You the know? only one I've got major beef with was a O three O four six O. That sucked. Well, right. the IPR location and right. the, the ICP is underneath the turbo charger and to put air in the system. It it, they didn't I'm leak as much. Geeking out on this BS diesel. The point is, <laughs> the point is, it's no different than Euro. It's How no come? different than anything else. Like, How come you David's allowed to, to steer the conversation in the ditch, but we can't? <laughs> I know right? it's boring. <laughs> uh, the 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 problem is if you're not if you you need to see enough of it coming in. So, like, in your area, if you've got enough diesel in the area, then it would make sense to, like, hey, we're going to start getting more aggressive about advertising for it. We're going to start pulling in. I'm going to send you guys to training classes. Yeah, you advertise to pull in diesel-specific customers. My point is you gear up for it. We just – we have diesel shops all around us. Okay. And I'd have to be, like, really aggressive. I'd have to say – and you don't hey, want to advertise diesel work either, because then you get enthusiasts. Yeah, and they already know yeah. more than you do when right. they show no, up. You don't, want, don't that. want that. Garbage. Yeah, you want to not advertise. You want farmers. You want farmers. Mm, That's who you want. Maybe. Do you guys have farmers around you? I mean, if you That's drive out far enough, enough, man. If you drive out far, these enough. freaking farmers—they just appreciate everything you do, and they mm-hmm. just. They've been farming for so long, and they know that that thing. They open the hood on that, and they see a bunch of wires that Granddad's tractor did not have. Yeah, and they are just like they don't care. They don't care. You yeah. them, you're like, dude, I'm, I'm so sorry. Your 2011 six point seven liter. They designed the main bearing different. You've got an engine failure. It's gonna be twenty two thousand dollars. Like, okay, cool. And I'm like, <laughs> see, if you've done if you've done two or three of them, that makes sense. You're like, you know, the diagnostic path. You know. You know what you need to look for, and then you also know what the bill is going to look like. Yeah, and you know, but farmers normally. I got to yeah. call Lucas, and he goes, "Ah, uh, it's probably going to be this, yeah. and, and it's fifteen thousand. And the other and thing go, too, farmers twenty two thousand dollars with a farmer. He's like, like yeah, you well, a newer it, tractor worked on. They got it, they got thirty grand in exhaust on them. Well, <laughs> and, and that I, I was getting ready to say that is is that one of the guys that works for me was in agriculture, right? Okay. And he he worked in a tractor dealership. And he said, "Look, man. He said you guys are worried about a five thousand dollar ticket." He said, "Man, he said thirty grand. All yeah, time. he was saying All you know sixty, seventy thousand oh, dollar yeah. tickets oh, on yeah. a, a farm tractor, and they're sure. just like, hey, like, sure. and a ton um, of thirty thousand dollar ones, right? I am way of. less worried about how much it is is how long it's going to take. Cake, like, right, I, they, need, t- I need, I need, they a need nap. speed, right? Yeah, time, time, time. And so, you know, and, and I, I think when you look in the commercial world, and and a lot of folks shy away from fleets. I shy away from fleets." But a lot of folks don't realize that they see way more value in that vehicle in a very specific application. We, we, got, right? a, we got a fleet we service. They know how much. We've fixed their under-warranty diesels before because they know it's five grand a day is what it's costing them in revenue when that truck is not moving. Right. It's costing them five grand a day to not have that 5,500 Dodge moving. The dealership up the road that they've had a bad experience with in the past says two weeks before they can look at it. Mm-hmm. They've been down this road. It's two weeks before they can look. It's going to be another four before they fix it correctly. And this guy's right. thinking five grand a day. I'm, I'm going to take it to will call. Yeah. And they're going to write us a bill for thirty eight hundred bucks, and we're going to get a part that was under warranty. But I don't really care because my truck's moving in three days. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? 
And that's a big deal to a lot of Time people. is money. Absolutely. But, especially in that. But as to what Lucas says about fleets, you have to be careful. You almost you almost have to be careful you get a, bit, a fleet too big and they have a fleet manager. And this guy is bonus off of how much under budget he right, comes right, in. Right, Yeah. He can find some guys and go do it himself. I, yeah. I don't need that guy. Well, that, that comes back to the warranty thing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you did the warranty video. We kind of riffed off that. We've yeah. talked about the warranty. I, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I've, I've got four vehicles sitting in the shop right now, and they have they have played games. With I got my a, I got a great story. I got a great story. We got a we got a 2018 Chevy Silverado that what do you know needs cannon lifters. They, uh, I dumped some oil out of it. There's this one's got an excessive amount of metal in the oil that came in like a couple banana push rods this is one of the worst cam and lifter failures i've seen in a 5.3 silver out this is not your average cam and lifter failure right i drained some oil out of it i look at the oil in the cup i'm like <laughs> i'm like this ain't gonna work and this right. guy's got an extended warranty i'm like this ain't gonna work so i preemptive strike i put some oil in a bottle send it to blackstone and I still haven't gotten it back. It takes a while to turn it around. But, like, before I even call this warranty in, I'm going to have this oil on the way to Blackstone. Right. And they're going to tell me that it's got a bazillion chromiums and yeah. brass and whatever. And, and then I can tell the warranty company, hey, we got to put a long block in this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So this warranty adjuster comes in. And, like, this dude's, like, having a bad day or something. And we've dealt with him before. We've dealt with his J before. And, you know, and usually, like, we're good. Like, it's, like, whatever I say goes. And like he's like having a bad day or something, and he's like, he's like trying to stick his pinky finger in the hole to like check the camshaft. I'm like, I'm like, do you want my flashlight? Like you don't have like Jay. It's like it's like somebody ran freaking twenty grit sandpaper yeah, over like right. four right. loads yeah, on the camshaft. Yeah. Isn't? And they're like arguing with me, and I'm like, here's I'm like here's the deal, and I told him, I told him right there. I go, here's the deal. I go, you guys can pay us for the teardown, and you can tow this thing out of here. Right. I go, you can tell the customer you only want to put lifters in this truck and you can tow it out of here. I go, you can do whatever you want, but I guarantee you that I'm not going to warranty anything but my repair I recommend. He's like, well, you can't do it. I go, I sure as hell. Like, what are you going to do? Hold a gun to my head and make me fix this truck? Right. Right. I know. It, it's, like, it's, it's bad. I mean, I won't do it. I go, if you, if you want to give the customer, I go, if you want to pay them for, you know, even cam and lifters, and yeah. they get forty four hundred towards their engine job. That that's fine. They can pay the rest of the bill. Yeah, but like, I'm not. That. We've had them do that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not freaking doing it, man. Well, so th- this is a picture of a of a timing guide, right? And and where you see the arrow there is the oh, back yeah. side of the timing guide, and you can see <laughs> this the chain. wore out, right? And like, we we show them that picture, and they're like, we don't see anything wrong, right? What do you mean you don't see anything wrong? Like, you can literally put your entire finger behind the timing chain. Well, it, it's yeah. not running, so there's no oil pressure on the tensioner. I'm like, look, man, you're getting really getting. And well, they, well so they show up, right? Yeah. They, they show up to look at this car, and the guy's like, no, no, you've got plenty of pictures. I don't need to see anything else. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Next morning, they call. They say, hey, we, we don't have enough pictures. You're going to need to tear this thing down further. Right. And so like this goes around and around and around. We're on three vehicles right now that we've been through this with. And we have like written estimates and we've shown it to them. We've been very clear with the clients. You should be prepared for them not to cover what you think they're going to cover. Exactly. Right. And so in in these both of these cases, we're talking about eight and nine thousand dollar estimates. Sure. And they're going to charge. Our our engine was eighty five hundred dollars like. Cost well, they're, in whatever, this case, they're right. going to cover fifteen hundred dollars in one, and they're going to cover thirty five hundred dollars in the other. And it's we'll cover the timing chains and we'll cover the guides, but we're not covering the valve cover gaskets or the timing cover yeah. gaskets. We're not doing seals that. and gaskets. They don't, they don't bother with right. That. And mm-hmm. so, like, I mean, we can't pay for the oil change. We can't pay. And like, dude, it was like nickel and dimed oh, yeah, all the way down every single yeah. thing. And it's like we've been. Uh, we were in Texas, and Shannon was with us. Jade said she spent over eight hours on the telephone with one of these warranty companies you know and, it, and it's and annoying just, too because like we have like this adjuster like we have a good like we've never been caught speed we've never been caught speeding once on it we don't do it because the right. cars are so broke it doesn't matter you don't have to lie about it right right like i can go like i can and just like this engine they're like not going to pay for a long but if they want to play hardball i'll get a dial indicator out and i'll go on a lifter bore it'll be out of spec and i'll be like oh okay your lifter bore is out of spec on your block you want to still pay for just a can of lifters you want to give me a long block you know right. what i mean yeah. and it's like hey, like, and like i'm just i'm just doing it right to like not only protect us but to protect them 
Well, yeah. right through the, 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 the first. The first thing that we tell our clients is, do you have oil change records? Yeah. And if you don't yeah. have records, then I'm going. You know, you know how long of a road you just made for yourself. I said, we yeah. will try, but the first thing we're going to ask is, what's your maintenance records like? Yeah. And yeah. if you can't produce it, then you're pretty much not going to have any assistance whatsoever. Yeah. And this this guy was able to produce oil change yeah. records. It's just good if they can. Chevy can't build a push rod engine after 100 years. So yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Know. But it's like, yeah. it's. They made them fancy. They overly complicated them. That's all it was. Well, the thing is, is that the, the people are no. I mean, they're so uh, fearful of the of the breakdown of the vehicle, and they don't realize the whole financial thing that they're getting into. Um, and especially, they they go with. I mean, they get the Hollywood glitz. You know that yeah. entices them in the marketing and all that, and oh, yeah. you know all that stuff. And so, yeah, I can check the weather from the dash. I can get yeah. Doppler radar in the dashboard of my truck. Yeah, I mean right. it's it's. They don't know when the screen quits. It's going to be thirty nine ninety five, and there's no decimal. Well, there's some there's some companies. I mean, we've been very successful with uh, with CarMax. I mean, yeah. and that's the only one we took. Yeah. And, we, and we took that on because you know a year and a half or two years ago. I recognize that one, they're fair, they're fair, they're fair companies. Their underwriters are very good. They treat us well. We produce, you know, the, the proper procedures, the records, and, and the you know uh, information, and, and confirm the repairs. And, and they're very good. And they're they pay us well. I mean, I'm not a fan of the the uh, the spiff we have to give to the the program that we're involved with. However, um, you know, it's been a it's been a good relationship. So I said, well, you know what? I said, this is a buffer. Just in case if things go south, people are going to buy a car and they're going to have a warranty attached. Gotcha. And we're going to have volume coming. You have through. some guaranteed. Well, have, it's oh. a market share that you want to go after that I look at that has not, I do not, and it has not exceeded 10% of gross sales. So okay. I'm fine with that. And yeah, the margins are a little less, but you know what? They're gap fillers. If, if, the, car, if the used car market is hot, which it was at the time we got in, you're going to have a relatively high volume of a high percentage of repairs coming under warranty. And as right. long as they're profitable, like I said, they fill a gap. So it's almost as if it was a, uh, you know, uh, something of protection for any downturn. And we've stuck with that. And we've stuck with CarMax. And it's it, Assurant is the underwriter. Uh, they're very mm -hmm. large. They're very good. Uh, we've had great relationships. And they pay immediately, which right. is like the big thing. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no BS, and then that's uh, actually worth something nowadays. Oh, on, it is on their end. Like, uh, it's, it's a valuable money. Loves speed, you know. Yeah. What I mean, yeah. you, know, you want it, you want yeah. it in your account as fast as possible. Yeah. And you know, um, but when you start to market the fact that you have third party warranty, you trickles in is the car shields and the American warranties and, and uh, all of the other third ones, uh, and you know, so. This video I did was just, uh, you know, a reaction to two vehicles. And these and the individuals, the owners, were – they're good people. And they got suckered in, and I was so pissed off. Oh, yeah. That I just went, I said, you know, big, big finger to the sky. And mm -hmm. I go, you know, uh, it was – I said I had to do something. And um, then it went viral. And then I, you know, it's – blown up and we for have David like, to see it had to be viral yeah, yeah I know right <laughs> we have a lot of our customers will call us and they're buying a new vehicle or a used yeah. vehicle and they'll be like what yeah. do you think about the extended warranty and I'm like you know yeah. it's I usually don't take call my boss typically takes a call but he's, he's very good he's like well wh which one is it yeah can you send yeah. me a copy sure. can you tell yeah. them that you need a day right and send me a copy of what it is you know, and I'll let you know if yeah. you should be buying it or not. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, just down the, the uh, two days ago, before I left to come here, you know, a gentleman calls me up and you know, I saw your video, and uh, you know, I got a 2011 oh, Buick something, whatever it was, and, and he goes, I, "I'm I'm thinking about this car shield and, and some warranties." And I go, "Well, let's back up here." I so said, "You got 2011." I go, "How many miles?" Blah blah blah. How, how much do you drive? And I go, "What's the cost?" And, and he goes, "Well, they want 15." 71 a year what we figured that what the year right. fee was right and mm. uh mm. i go well let me ask something i said it's a two-year contract so that's basically 32 3100 close to 3200 right mm -hmm. in money that you're going to pay car shield now i said who who would you rather have the money you or car shield 
And he goes, well, me. I go, okay, so you've got young miles. How many miles do you drive a year? I might drive maybe 8,000 a year. So I, we went through the whole budget thing and right. laid it all out to him. And at the end of the time, he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm glad I called. <laughs> you yeah. know, just, they just, you, they, the consumer just needs to be a little bit more aware you know, and yeah. that's a role we play in something. Yeah, the w well, word. You, you, they've been trained up on the W word by the dealerships too. You know, what yeah, I mean? absolutely. Like a lot of dealerships to maintain CSI scores. Right. Three years, thirty six thousand miles. They don't care if the kid ripped the door handle off the car. You're getting a door handle because right. my CSI yeah. score. So when they get into aftermarket warranties, they have what I feel like is oftentimes unrealistic expectations. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah, they do. Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Well, and and here's the deal is that that we are emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. And so when we see those advertisements, it sounds really good. And 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 as far as I'm concerned, I think the advertisements are misleading, but they'll also sell you every yeah. other kind of product you can imagine yeah. and do everything else. I mean, David Roman's got Get Roman Ready over here that that <laughs> promises to solve all of your old age problems and, and clearly it didn't work for him. <laughs> but you know, but but my point is is they If I had that I wouldn't be here talking to you right now, dear. I'd be on an island somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Get Roman ready, man. Um, well, if but, you look, if you look at the timing of the of the ads and, and the time of day they ran and the mm -hmm. channels they ran, you can see these the target market, the target market. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! You know, you know, any time of day, the middle of the night, you know, when you are pretty much weak minded in a yeah. sense. Yep. Uh, and you're susceptible yeah. to you know engaging with these types of ads, and and all of us have our own little you know quirks that we get attracted to. You know, so yeah. for me, if if I see something with golf, I might pay more attention to it, and it could be an ad or a, a infomercial, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or anything. So these people come in and they know exactly what they're doing. They're you know, so they hit hard. They hit the demographics: uh, your sportscaster, your rappers, your Hollywood stars. And even yeah. locally, um, in the Philadelphia market, they had uh, uh, one of the um, Phillies baseball players. Really? Yeah, Matt Verling. And if you watch the commercial, it's one of the most horrendous commercials <laughs> ever. Because Matt, you know, and I act like I talk like I know, but anyway, he's a, he's a center fielder. Outfield for Phillies, and he's active, and he's looking like this, like you know, I know all about Car Shield, and I use it, and it's like <laughs> cardboard. You right, know, you could right. put up a cardboard and voiceover. What's he know about Car Shield? <laughs> they ain't covering his Lambo. No, it's not. There ain't no you know. way. Well, and and here's the thing is that of course they'll write a power, they'll write a warranty on a Power Stroke. So any company that's stupid. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing is is like uh, we talk about the India scams, right, and the, yeah. all the scams where they call and they just straight up. I mean, it's raw dog scam, right? Oh, yeah. And, and mm -hmm. they'll call and they'll tell all these lies. There's a really cool YouTube channel that, where they like counter them right. and, and they go and they get into their computers and they talk to them and they, they play games with them, right? right? That sounds and, fun. Oh, yeah. It's really, I would quit working on cars to go do that. Yeah. yeah you got to go check exciting. it out. And, and so the thing is, is that some of this marketing that we're subject, uh, subjected to, if you will, mm -hmm is nothing more than a scam. Right. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. It, it's absolutely taking advantage of somebody because you're not telling the truth and they're just barely skirting that. Nobody's really looking at it to say, hey, Car Shield, are you actually doing what you say? Well, no. they signed. They agreed to no, the contract. But, but you, well, you didn't read the terms and conditions. That's they right. You didn't read the, you know. They have a picture of a car on there. They say, they threaten people with these high dollar repairs, like average air conditioning repair, twenty eight hundred dollars. You ever had an extended warranty pay you twenty eight hundred dollars to no. fix it? Not in this lifetime. Nope, ain't happening. Ain't happening. That what for AC repair? Yeah, yeah, twenty eight hundred bucks. You ever have a warranty company pay you twenty eight hundred? Really? Yeah, really have. Which one was it? <laughs> the ones we used for CarMax. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, a short. Right. Yeah, I think we did an Audi. Uh, it was like twenty three, twenty four. We did a hybrid setup. It was, it was oh, covered. so you, you yeah. had a high dollar compressor? I got you. Yeah, I got you. well, I, I mean, they were just. But that's the thing. You you need to know the underwriter who is putting it, who's guaranteeing yeah. these products, because the underwriter, as I know it, and I have to put that out there. The companies like Car Shield, American Shield, and all the others. There's there's hundreds of them. 
maybe even thousands. Sure. Well, the underwriter is the one that says, okay, boys, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to service these contracts. And you can write over top of that, meaning mm-hmm. that, you know, we're going to guarantee so much of this. Or, you know, you want more? We'll, we'll underwrite more, but here's, the, here's how much it's going to cost you. So, Assurant, which writes for um, the warranty company um, and all the MaxCare, MaxCare, I mean, CarMax does a very good job at, at selling or, you know, positioning their warranties within the sales of their vehicles. Right. You know, they're, they're already coming in at a lower than average price, and the consumer, they wrap you all up into one deal. Yeah, yeah right, right. Right. So, you know, it's uh it's very convenient. But the good thing is is that the the companies I have found to be very good and we work very well with them. Others not so much, but Okay. Very interesting. Yep. We think you're just down and depressed over your fourth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. This is the first time I could be he's on the show. He's going to have a dream. I'm, 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 he's going to be dreaming about that rusty, know. dangling oxygen <laughs> sensor now. <laughs> Why do we fix that? No, he's not. He's pissed off because he took the job in the beginning. I know, right? That's, I, that's, that's Yeah. That's what it is. Ben right. I'm just... Yeah. I need Every to remember time, this feeling and go. Yeah, yep. I'm never again. I'm never again. Yep. Am I going to? Well, we, you know, every upset client. I think we look back at and we think, are they going to damage the business? Are they going to go tell everybody about this experience? He's upset. I don't want him to be upset. I don't want him to feel upset. I don't want to. Like, I'm not worried about him leaving me a bad review. It's like, okay, well, whatever. But, um, and we didn't do anything wrong per se. Right. It's just a lot of. Out of our control, misfortune. Yeah, you're you're actually you're and a victim not being of the in condition. control of the situation. Because if we had screwed up, I, I think I would have been. I would have felt better about it. Like mm-hmm. I would have told, "Hey, I'm sorry. We screwed up. Yeah, yeah. We'll try you're to just, learn from you're this." You're just trying to do on. the right yeah. thing, and you yeah. still but now, get like, there's so much out of our control, and I, like, I don't know. But you got him in a loaner, you said. Yeah, but it's our little Toyota Yaris. Oh, that's barely a loaner. <laughs> He put 10 on. gallons of paint in the back, and all of a sudden the front tires won't touch the ground yeah, anymore. Yeah, David, yeah. I could put this Yaris in the back of my 250. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back so of what, have, what are you uh, doing to me? <laughs> we, have, we have a very interesting loaner fleet. My, my boss likes to own vehicles. I, when he gets his insurance bill in the mail, it's like three pages of registered wow. vehicles. Right. And, um, yeah, we have everything from a, from a one-ton Chevy dump loaner. Uh, down to a BMW 135i, and we probably have. I don't, he's probably got. I don't know. I don't know how he deals with the registration. He's, he's got probably got a dozen registrations. Yeah, yeah. But it's like like there's no rules. Everything's every, just so randomized. There's no loaner budget. What's what it's, what comes know. to the door? Like we just got something. Somebody dumped off a, a Lexus um, RX 350. They didn't want to fix, so we're fixing it, and that's going to be a loaner. We've got a Subaru that they didn't want to yeah, fix. Yeah. We and fixed it. Now it's going to be a lot. That's kind of like some of ours have plows on them. We do we do fleet service for guys that have snowplow trucks, and we have we have loaners that have nah, snowplows for them. That's right? a like, now the the thing. Listen, as somebody who's plowed snow, I'm going to tell you those trucks break right all the time. And so oh, that a it's cool so that you all for that, but like the fact they're is, so broken. Your loaners are going to be broken too. Yeah. Oh oh yeah oh and. and it's not a cream. It's a '99 Chevy. It's like right. our our one plow truck owner is a '99 Chevy. Like it's mm, right the one. And we don't and we don't we don't plow our lot with it. We have a we have a John Deere cab tractor, and you know we're, I go there at five in the morning and pretend I'm farming, playing manure jams on the radio. It's <laughs> good, but uh, yeah, manure we jams. Tell manure us manure jams. jams. That's, that's good. That's country music. Manure jams. Manure jams. <laughs> manure jams. But uh, yeah, like like uh, yeah, we have like. We have landscape fleets. We have a one-ton Chevy dump that we'll have. That's really take. interesting because I've thought about doing something like that, yeah. and it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. It's just like we need a dump truck to take scrap back. Oh, I bought this dump truck real cheap. Oh, Den- we got Dennis's truck here, and he don't have a dump truck to put his grass in from mowing his lawns today because we have his truck and it's broken. There you go, buddy. So, how did that? How have clients responded to that? Having those. Do, do you feel like they've responded positively to oh, having yeah. that opportunity? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have and dump trucks in your fleet? No, sir. And, and <laughs> I got Honda Civics. Well, we're, we're, a, we're a very rural we'll community. The, we're, we're in a very rural community. Yeah, you're in a rural Yeah. Like, that's how it is. And then, like, we, 
loan stuff out to people. We we had our John Deere cab tractor loaned out to a customer so we could till up some stuff. Behind, like it's, it's a small community, you know what I mean? It's a, that's, that's it's great. A that, that works. Yeah. It's a different in my like my boss ain't my boss drives a twenty one F one fifty and if we're all out of loaners and oh I'll lend mine yeah yeah I mean, he lends I've his. done that yeah no question yeah. I've lent mine certain certain customers my sure. my boss's cousins you know like his family like like if one of the farm boys needs yeah here you go yeah, keys are in it take my yeah. truck I don't I don't care you know but it's I try it's, not to loan my vehicle I really I've had have I done it yeah but. I prefer not. The only know. thing that I haven't seen my boss loan out is his wife's car. Yeah, anything else yeah, he owns is anything else. Anything else he owns, all fair game. All fair game. Yeah. Fair game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Sure. Yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question: Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.